The Big Fight Weekend Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows is brought to you in part by WinBet. Sign up using our link and receive a $500 risk-free bet. That's right, $500. And if you send in your first bet slip, you get a free T-shirt. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win. That's W-Y-N-N for a $500 risk-free bet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for the avid sports better, providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks from cappers and betters, including the crew from the SGPN. Better Than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. Check out all their free videos at betterthan.vegas. That's betterthan.vegas. We're also brought to you in part by Better Edge. Better Edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like a stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no VIG. That's right, no VIG, betting that's legal in 40 states, and you sign up at bettoredge.com with the promo code SGP and get a free $10 bet. That's B-E-T-T-O-R, betteredge.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you in part by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in pay-per-head providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. The countdown is on to fight time. This is Big Fight Weekend. Now, here is your host, TJ Reeves. Indeed, we are back in with the latest edition of our boxing podcast, The Sweet Science, The Fisticuffs. We love it all as part of Big Fight Weekend. I am nearly the somewhat competent, somewhat lucid host of the program. He is the senior writer of BigFightWeekend.com, Marquise Johns. Back with me, uh, aka Week Sauce Radio on Twitter. Uh, so we, we want to thank the audience for hanging out with us here on another edition of the show. We're going to be upfront about a couple of things. First of all, we're never going to lie to you. Uh, we would love to tell you that there was that there is a riveting fight card and, and a big time main event this weekend. But Marquise, as we know, we would be lying if we told you that right now in January. We have hit a lull for a couple of weeks, my friend. But as we welcome you in, the good news is. We are going to have some championship caliber fights coming here in the coming few weeks. A lot of things getting announced. So while we don't have anything right now, we do have hope. Absolutely. It's been a great video on as always. And I, while we don't have anything sanctioned this weekend, I mean, there's probably an unsanctioned fight somewhere you could probably check online. But in terms <laughs> of actual live television, that is actually you can place on mybookie.net. Uh, not so much this weekend, but we are getting fights next weekend, TJ. Uh, starting with the showbox card with some prospects and also uh, – Angelo Leo defending his title he won last year in the bubble at the Fight Spear, taking on Stephen Fulton next week. Yep, so we can get to that fight in the in a moment and some other fights that have been announced. I uh, want to tell you that uh, one of the creative things we're going to do, and Marquise wrote about this on the website, you've got some fights that you would love to see for 2021. So that's going to kind of serve in the place because, again, in, in the United Kingdom at the time we're taping, they've locked down everything. There's no... Um, uh, boxing, the British Boxing Board of Control has said for the rest of January, no fights. The good news is they will have some fights in February. 
Uh, here in the U.S., there's not a major fight card from any of the outlets, whether you're talking about top-ranked boxing and ESPN, Premier Boxing Champions, Showtime and Fox, or even DAZN uh, and their deals with Golden Boy Promotions or Matchroom Boxing. Nobody has anything this weekend. So I'm going to get Marquise's feelings, and you wrote about this on the website, about some matchups you would like to see for 2021 that'll serve in this place. We also say to the audience, if you're just finding us through a social media link, through sportsgamblingpodcast.com, uh, however you found the show, make sure you subscribe because whenever there is serious boxing action from week to week to week, we come your way in the preview mode, usually on Fridays. Sometimes it might be a little earlier in the week. So the best way to get it, Marquise, is to subscribe. It comes automatically to you. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get the podcast, subscribe. And if the fight warrants, if it's a big enough deal, we'll come in and do a recap podcast as well here on Big Fight Weekend we can't emphasize enough to the audience, subscribe away, uh, and the podcast will come to you mainly in the preview mode for the weekends uh, when these fights are coming. But we trudge on here on the program. So as you mentioned, there is some news about fights being lined up. We have to wait a week. But as it stands right now, and the reason that I'm saying that is this fight got nixed last fall because of COVID-19. But a uh, what is it, a super bantamweight showdown here between WBO champion Angelo Leo, who's undefeated, and Philadelphia's Stephen Fulton, who's also undefeated. Fulton had COVID-19 and could not fight Leo back in the fall, but this fight now official, we're going to get it next week. Marquise, pick it up there. Absolutely, Fajay. And I must mention with Angelo Leo, uh, the Albuquerque native known for the greatness of Johnny Tapia's hometown. Right. Uh, second champion at Neck of the Woods. Uh, uh, yeah, but pretty much the last fight was canceled pretty much on, on Fulton's end because of COVID. And it's funny, TJ, the last time around, uh, Fulton was explaining to us on the Zoom media call yesterday uh, how he found out about the test and pretty much Showtime and the guys pretty much ushered them out literally like, hey, you guys got to go. You can't stay. You can't stay here. And he was it felt like he was ripped off. And he wants to avenge that. And he's looking forward to this fight coming up next week. If I remember correctly, he had tested negative like the week before. And so he was one of the bigger fighters coming in early on in the fight bubble at the Mohegan Sun Casino in Connecticut. And he is blindsided the right word. He was blindsided by the negative test. He's in the hotel room and they come to him and say, you're positive. And secondly, you're leaving. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened, TJ. It, it, it sounded like the way he laid out in the Zoom media call yesterday, like the, the time where you don't pay your bill and they find you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he, he was found, and they, they, sh- they swiftly ushered him out of the fight sphere to avoid any, up- any additional healthy and safe precautions. But with Steven, it's interesting because the way he explained how he wants to get back into this, because he's, he's going to be into this fight when we preview it next week. So he's going to be the small favorite, despite Leo winning uh, clearly against Tremaine Williams last, last August. Uh, he explained pretty much is that this is just the beginning for him, and he wants to we'll start from there. Well, and Angelo Leo, again, unbeaten, as you mentioned, is a hard puncher. This, this again, not humongous names. This is not the heavyweights, you know, Joshua, uh, Fury, Wilder. This is, this is not Canelo Alvarez. This is not the welterweights where Errol Spence and Manny Pacquiao and Terrence Crawford and all the contenders are hanging out. But this this has some real some real makings. Let's just hope everybody stays COVID healthy. Obviously, uh, Stephen Fulton has already had it, uh, but let's just let's just hope they hold this thing together because this should be a, fr- a pretty entertaining fight that we're about four or five months delayed on having uh, here in January. Okay, so let's progress because later on this past week, 
we got the official word again, a COVID-19 delayed fight, like a theme here. Jamel Herring of the United States, junior lightweight champion, WBO world junior lightweight champion, Carl Frampton, former two-division world champion at junior featherweight and featherweight. They are slated to fight now in February. That fight has been twice delayed because of COVID-19. In fact, Herring, as you know, Marquise, also tested positive for COVID-19. That delayed his uh, kind of in-between tune-up title defense. It delayed it by, by about a month or six weeks. Then they were trying to have the Frampton fight with fans before the end of this calendar year. That didn't work. So now it is on for February. Again, pick it up there. This one looks like a very entertaining fight on paper with the former Marine, Jamel Herring, Semper Fi, against the Jackal, Carl Frampton. Again, we got a few weeks before it happens, but we now have a date in February. Absolutely, TJ. That's going to be a fun fight, actually. When I spoke to Herring last week about it, uh, he mentioned how it, it, it being take, it's being, work, being worked out for everything to be going be, be take place in London. And the one thing uh, that Herring mentioned to me about uh, this, him catching COVID was it affected him in his last fight against Jonathan Okendo in the bubble, which was delayed, which seemed like literally TJ, all of 2020 when it happened. And he mentioned how it, it, it played a part in, the, in, in his conditioning. And he, he, he trained for it this go-round, and he also mentioned as well, because the fight was delayed twice, that he had to go for pretty much two fight camps to get to, to, get to Okendo. So he may have been legitimately fatigued because of it. Uh, he says that's different this go-around. That's, that's pretty much that's all in the past for him. He's pretty much the one thing I thought was strange too, TJ, with the, the fight talk leading up to this, Frampton is pretty much saying that Herring may, may fear Wade and pretty much all the excuses that you hear from most fighters where it's like, oh, he may come in over shape, out of shape, all this weird stuff that Herring hasn't or ever dealt with whatsoever. And it's funny because the one line that Herring said when he mentioned it on Twitter actually yesterday was like, time to train and crush and ruin dreams, which I thought was pretty good because <laughs> Herring's, Herring's just low key about that. And so with that in mind, it also was a side part as well, TJ. Uh, we'll see if uh, Shakir Stevenson, who was the WBO mandatory, who was supposed to fight for this title by December 31st, win, lose, COVID, or draw. And they'll probably have to give him some hush money to go away for that for the time being. But he's the next man up at once all this is said and done with the winner of Hampton Frayer. Yeah, so um, Shakir Stevenson, former WBO featherweight champ, moved up to junior lightweight and was immediately installed essentially as the number one contender. That's what they do with the WBO. Yeah. They did the same thing with Usyk at heavyweight. He moved up from cruiserweight. They installed him as the number one ranked contender. The uh, And so now he's basically go threatening to go to court here. Like Judge Wapner, you don't take matters into your own hands. <laughs> you take them to court. He's, he's trying to go to court. Uh, the court of public opinion, the, the court of Nevada, the court of something to say, hey, wait a minute. The contingency was that if Herring and Frampton didn't fight by the end of 2020, I'm next. I'm next for Jamel Herring or you strip him. And then I'm, I'm fighting for the vacant title. Uh, okay, gauge it for us. You follow these things uh, more closely than I do. Does he have much of a, of a prayer through the, through the courts to have that happen and, and stop the fight? I don't think he does, but what's your opinion? Or like you're saying, just wait your turn or take the hush money or whatever. No, I, I, I don't think he has a, a leg to stand on, honestly, teach with this. And a lot of these sanctioning bodies have smartened up with some of the language and some of these got contracts and verbiage now for these mandatory orders where the WBC, for example, recently said uh, for their mandatory as well, 
we'll make it a mandatory as soon as we see fit, which is ironic <laughs> because uh, uh, Devin Haney has two mandatories, one being Ryan Garcia, one being Javier Fortuna. When will we see them? Whenever they see fit. So good luck right. with all of that. Good luck, so, good luck with figuring out who the lightweight mandatory is in the WBC. And by the way, Teofimo Lopez beat the guy that's the franchise champion, and he's walking around saying, I'm the WBC champ. It doesn't matter what you want to call Devin Haney. So that's good and confusing. I, I get it on that front um yeah. as well but you're right i mean like Usyk has been the wbo number one contender for going on literally like 15 months now yeah. and there is no clear indication that anthony joshua was going to fight him at all in the first half of 2021 and yet whether they've given him some money or they're still haggling over it they haven't stripped joshua of the belt to create a vacant heavyweight title scenario with Usyk. They haven't done it for a year and a half. So Shakur Stevenson tried to get satisfaction after like two months. That That's like being in line in the Wendy's drive-through. You know, we were talking about Wendy's last week or the McDonald's drive-through and your car number eight. You ain't getting satisfaction before car number four or car yeah. number three. It ain't, it ain't happening. Yeah, Carter Burfay has a, has a say-so and all that. And I, I would also think, <laughs> as well as what happened to TJ with all this, once said and done, the D.I. Hampton Fairing winner, uh, Herring has hinted at this, and uh, Herring has mentioned that he may be done after the Frampton fight. And what happens, and it, it as with, with, it's like with the WBO belts, this happens a lot more often than people think, where if, if Hampton's if Herring's victorious, he'll he'll retain, of course, and then he'll just retire and then vacate the belt and then secure will fight for it again, so... Out of not, out of, out of you really believe because Herring is now in position to make some serious money. He's yes. gotten the world title. You were there when he won his world title in Kissimmee, Florida. What uh, May of 2019? We're coming up on two years ago that that happened. You're now in a position where you're going to make mid six figures, maybe even seven figures. I would think for the Frampton fight, just speculating, he's probably making even though it's inside no fans, he's making probably at least half a mil. He, he might be making 750. He might be making a million dollars. Probably one of the biggest purses of his career. If he beats Frampton, he's a million dollar fighter at that point for top rank. And he's just going to walk away from a subsequent fight, Marquise? Only because TJ, uh, he'll be facing the, the WBO mandatory. And he's not going to get that million again to face secure statements and in house fighter with top rank. That's just my theory on why that's all said and done because we. If you're the seen- champ, babe, if you're yeah. the champ. Give me, give me seven figures here uh, yeah. to fight Shakur Stevenson, and I'm fighting him. I mean, especially again, it's all relative uh, yeah. for what all of us make. But if you if you've been fighting for a hundred grand or a couple of hundred grand, and you can suddenly fight for a million, or you could fight for two million dollars, I, I don't know why you would walk away for one more fight. And I know he's 35 years old. That's another thing. Yeah. You're talking about two tours of duty in Iraq. Jamel Herring, we're talking about here. Uh, truly, truly a military hero, military veteran. Uh, I mean, this is a guy that's while we while we just stay on him for just a second here on the Big Fight yeah. Weekend podcast. He talked about those situations in Iraq when he was on top of the Humvee as the gunner, as the guy that's essentially the lookout for where is the trouble. And oh, by the way, I'm a target for snipers or whatever. I got the Kevlar on, but I'm a target also. And he did that day after day after day for weeks and weeks at a time. And the man is saying, you think I've, you, you think you can put me through adversity with boxing or with COVID-19? I woke up every day knowing and understanding I could get shot and killed today. So that's all. But now you're in the, you're at the point in time where you can really cash in after dealing with all of that, you could really cash in in your next couple of fights. Just put it this way. One more time. It would shock me if he wins the Frampton fight Herring in February that he quits 
and doesn't fight at least another time, I will be stunned and I will be buying Marquise his favorite meal, wherever that might be. You know what? I will, I will play in the reservations only because I'm, I'm, I'm hungry. But I'm really <laughs> thinking as well, just with that, TJ, I, I think with Herring, if, in the event that he wins and he goes out on top, his story as a right. whole, TJ, is something that if ESPN and Disney haven't already written the script and, and had him cast it already for it, I'd be confused and, and, and puzzled why they haven't. So it's, it's more of that aspect of it. I, I, I'll give you the old cliche of uh, John Elway uh, retiring when he, after he won the Super Bowl and just ran right. out and cashed out. It's my fear with hearing with this where it's like, all right, he got to top of the mountain with, with the title. He fought the former champion, Carl Frampton, and on his way out, and that's just to be in the whole story. Well, and and this fight, they were originally hoping for this fight to be in Ireland, uh, in Belfast, where Frampton's from, with a humongous, you know, partisan crowd for Frampton, and could could Herring go in, kind of like a Marine having to go in, like the military, and, and figure it out. Uh, but that's not going to happen. It's going to be behind closed doors in the BT Sports Studio, their, their uh, sports channel, uh, in their studios in London, that's where this fight's going to be for February. No fans. So that's a little bit of a come down. We'll see what happens um, uh, with that. All right, so let's progress along as we're talking with Marquise John, senior writer, bigfightweekend.com. Uh, we're hanging out here on the Big Fight Weekend podcast. TJ Reeves with you. Uh, again, we're going over some of the news of the week. I promise here in a little bit, we're going to get to Marquise speculating about some big-time fights. But they've got some fight announcements, including the heavyweight contender battle, uh, this uh, the rematch between Alexander Povetkin, former WBA WBA world champ, and Dillian White, who is the former uh, whatever at, at number one for the WBC. <laughs> Again, I continue to maintain how he how he still wants to claim that he's a top contender when he hasn't won a fight of note in two and a half years now. But anyway, Povetkin starched. Uh, Dillian White, runner-up for knockout of the year with the big uppercut. This fight yeah. has been delayed with Povetkin having COVID-19, and now it has a date of March the 6th. Eddie Hearn and Matchroom Boxing announcing, okay, the lockdown, the lockout of boxing over in January. We've got uh, Povetkin back healthy. He's back training. We'll do this on March the 6th. Marquise, follow up again here because Povetkin, 41 and a half years old, can he get somehow into the big-time title mix here or is this just simply to eradicate Dillian White once and for all from the scene and Povetkin get paid some more money than he did the first fight in August I think that's more the latter TJ where uh, Povetkin is looking to cash out on uh, Dillian White one more time just to land that one uppercut and it's a fascinating with this fight taking place because this fight was happening like back in like November like really right. like real quick around and I was con concerned for White's part of that where it's like this guy got knocked out bad and they want to bring us run us back so quick to try to Try to revision history like, oh, that Pavekin fight that he lost, oh, it didn't happen. Oh, we'll bring it back. And then they got delayed. So now it's back onto a level playing field in terms of training and preparation. I think White may look better in this fight, and he looked good in the fight the first time around. He, he, he knocked Pavekin down about three times in that first fight, and just he got caught with the uppercut, and that was the difference. Having said that, I really think it's going to be more the same with this goal round, TJ, where uh, Dillian White gets caught again with that with a, a uh, an uppercut or a punch similar to it and the whole world celebrates when Dillian White loses well and you made a good point about Herring having to battle through the effects of COVID-19 and Povetkin the Russian reportedly hospitalized not once but twice had to go back in a couple weeks later how much effect at 41 and a half years old uh, is that going to have on his training on his stamina if he gets in there and you're right White was dominating the first go around uh, only to have Povetkin just absolutely starch him as it yeah. uh, 
as it turned out. So in any event, uh, that fight is set for March the 6th as well. Um, okay, and uh, th there was news late in the week here. Sergey Kovalev, the former light heavyweight, former unified light heavyweight champ, former WBO light heavyweight champ, most recently knocked out by Canelo Alvarez November 2019, has not been in the ring since, was supposed to fight soon late this month, but now Kovalev, the Russian, popped for PEDs. Is this the second time for him? Yes. Is it the third? Is it the fifth? The guy's been in and around all kinds of controversy with a previous uh, sexual assault allegation around him uh, and now popped for uh, PEDs in advance uh, of his upcoming non-title fight, his return for the first time since November of 2019. Marquise, pick it up here for the audience. At 37, is this the end of Kovalev now that this has happened again? This has been the end of Kovalev, TJ. And the, the fact that he got popped for the second time with this stuff, uh, this, you know, synthetic testosterone, whatever, what, or, or as uh, the, the, the com any comedian will tell you, it's the uh, generic steroids he's got caught with on that, that's on the page two of the Vada van list, substance list. So he got caught with this again, TJ. And at this point, once he gets suspended and go, come back, come back, comes back to reality, once that suspended's lifted again, Keep on, he still has legal issues he's battling as well. So this may be the if, – if this is not the end of him, TJ, I'd be really surprised if it's not uh, one way when the sun sets and with all this. And it's strange because it was going to be the end of Kovalev one way or another, TJ. Everyone thought it was going to be in the ring with this fight against uh, – uh, it's Beck the Bully is what his name is. Uh, Beck, Beck me up at Medalia, if I want to say his last name is. But it, it, he was up upcoming prospect with, with Golden Boy. They had this fight set up with him originally now. Originally last year, Kovalev was supposed to face Sullivan Barrera, but the pandemic wiped all of that out. So what happened was a uh, in Golden Boy old uh, Kovalev, Kovalev money, right? Kovalev money on this, and him getting popped with this uh, steroid here uh, kind of wipes away that that uh, two point five. Amazing. Kovalev. Well, so Kovalev got the biggest payday of his career to fight Canelo, and you're saying it was part of like a two fight agreement with the Zone to yeah. take the deal, uh, and now he's going to lose out. Here we go again on seven figures, couple million, maybe two two and a half million, something like that. It looks like so. Again, more news of the week and, and more of these guys that just don't seem to get it. They are going to catch you if you keep doing this stuff, especially if you're in North America. They're going yeah. to, they caught Canelo uh, on it. They caught Dillian White over in the UK, uh, back with a banned substance a couple of years ago. They're going to catch you. So uh, there we go with, uh, with that, with Kovalev. Marquis, stand by. We've got more on the way, including what's going on with Don King. Only in America is Don <laughs> going to have this show uh, in South Florida. Also, Marquis, I want to pick your brain about the five fights that you think realistically we could see and the ones that you want to see for 2021. Again, we don't have fights for this weekend, but you want to hang in here. Marquise and I are going to spar and go back and forth on some of these bouts. That's all coming up as we continue here on the program. But first, let's talk about our friends at WinBet as you've got a chance with this brand new sponsor on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows to get a $500 risk-free bet. You want to know how to do it? Send in your first WinBet screenshot to this email address, podcast at sportsgamblingpodcast.com and get a free t-shirt and then tons of boosted bets, including a wheel spin to boost parlays that's perfect for our guys, the DGENs only, that are part of the Sports Gambling Podcast. WinBet is currently online in New Jersey, Colorado, and Michigan, and coming soon in more states along the way. If WinBet isn't active in your state, you still get the free shirt by referring a friend. And again, screenshot that WinBet first bet 
to podcast at sportsgamblingpodcast.com to get it done. Find out more as well at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win. That is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N. Take advantage of a $500 risk-free bet. That is if you're in New Jersey, Colorado, or Michigan, take advantage with WinBet. We are also brought to you in part by BetterThan.Vegas. It's an all-new, completely free website sharing thousands of handicapping videos. It's like YouTube, but it's for what the DGENs only care about. Of course, the DGENs only all part of the Sports Gambling Podcast, the network fleet of shows. The best part is you get to watch all the video picks from the Sports Gambling Podcast network crew and what they're posting exclusively over on BetterThan.Vegas. They cover all sports, the NFL, college football, college basketball nba will be here soon as well if the free video picks aren't enough they're giving away cash one thousand dollars to the handicapper that wins the most units and a thousand dollars to the handicapper that has the most followers make sure you subscribe on the sports gambling podcast network page sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash btv better than vegas btv sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash btv so you don't miss out on any of these videos head over to better than dot vegas that's better than dot vegas to see more we are also brought to you in part by Betor Edge, the stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions just like the stock market. And the best part is it allows you to bet with no VIG. And since you're buying the positions from other sports bettors, there's no house. You can play for money in up to 40 states right now. And we have a weekly contest going from our listeners as part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows. And a weekly contest going on right now with Better Edge. And that's especially for the NFC and AFC divisional rounds of the playoffs this weekend. $10 to enter, and each user starts with a balance of 1000 to wager on multiple events. The player with the highest earnings will take the entire pool of all the entry fees in that divisional playoff round contest that they have going on right now with Better Edge. So sign up today for this contest at BetterEdge.com. Use our promo code SGP and get the free $10 bet. That's better edge, B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com slash SGP. And if you've ever thought of owning your own sports book, but you didn't know how, Ace Per Head is here to help you start it up. They'll provide you with an all-inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated up to the second and wagers graded immediately. They've got top-notch customer service going 24-7, some of the sharpest lines in the industry, and plus... Ace Per Head also has live betting and a great mobile experience. You can get started today. Ace is offering six weeks free, by the way. Go to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP to find out more. We're back on Big Fight Weekend now. Here's your host, TJ Reeves. Indeed, we are back in. However, you found us through the Sports Gambling Podcast, our network of shows, sportsgamblingpodcast.com, a social media link off the Big Fight Weekend website, off the Big Fight Weekend Twitter handle. You should be following us there. I am merely the somewhat capable host, 
Marquise Johns back in, senior writer, bigfightweekend.com. Marquise, I say again, I'm not belaboring this. I wish we had a decent championship caliber fight to talk about. There's just nothing there. It's like Sahara Desert Dry, as I like to say right now, for this weekend. We don't have anything in North America. We don't have anything in, in Europe or the UK that is a big-time noteworthy fights. Now, next week, again, as we mentioned in the first segment, uh, the, the Stephen Fulton-Angelo-Leo uh, is super bantamweight title fight. That'll be one that we're talking about. Some better fights are coming down the pipeline after that. We just don't have it for this weekend. But I do promise to the audience in a few moments, Marquise and I are going to mix it up on the fights he wants to see for 2021. And it's a pretty good list off the website. But I can't wait any longer. Please, please help me here. Don King is supposed to have his first fight card, and I don't know when. Don has not been, uh, uh, I guess, seen or heard from on the national big-time boxing stage, the worldwide big-time boxing stage, in easily a decade. There's supposed yeah. to be a fight card going on in South Florida. We host this podcast in the state of Florida in the United States. Only in America and only <laughs> in Florida is Don King trying to fight, but you've been doing some research. Uh, we made mention of this fight card last week, and what is the latest – with what's supposed to be happening in the at the end of the month, Hollywood, Florida, Hard Rock Casino, or not? What did you find out? Uh, so far, TJ, not. I, I'm very disappointed, TJ. I want to take my talents to South Beach. I gas up the Carter <laughs> from Tampa to go down south for this Don King. <laughs> this guy hasn't been seen or heard from since 2018 on video, at least. And just calling around just to see what's going on with this fight card at the Hard Rock uh, in, in Hollywood. And I've called down there on several occasions. They, they're, they're tired of hearing my voice down there, TJ. And I found out so far they have one event planned on the 29th. It's a, it's a company brunch. That company brunch, <laughs> not the Don King promotion fight card. But apparently it's, the not, it's not the Don King company brunch. He's not involved in the brunch, and he's not involved in the boxing fight card. And here's the thing is we're talking now here late in the second week of January. We're talking about a fight card that is supposed to happen two weeks from now, and you would think the location that's supposed to stage the fight would know something about the fight and would be setting up and preparing for the fight in a couple of weeks. And what you're saying is they don't know anything. They told you as far as we don't know what you're talking about. TJ, I called down there if I was making a prank call. But nonetheless, <laughs> the, the one thing also that, that, that to throw a monkey wrench into this also, TJ, is that this fight has to happen one way or another. Or otherwise, uh, the WBA is going to have to actually intervene here because they've been holding Don King's been holding this, this fight purse for this manual charge Trevor Bryan fight for about two years now and they need the two million bucks for this fight to happen or they're going to intervene and get their fight back and that's probably the case now okay so okay so 30s. let's let's go through that for just a second and you've you've yeah. already qualified in the last segment these worldwide organizations make up the rules as they go along mm -hmm. the fighter you're talking about it's manual char right is yes. the is the fighter and so king won the purse bid somehow some way and what you're saying is They've they've taken the pandemic into account. They've given this every benefit of the doubt. And if Don King is not pulling this off, they're saying for the fighter, for Char, he's no longer obligated to fight under Don King. Let somebody else put the fight card on if they can. I guess a logical question, too, does anybody else care to promote this and put this on? What, what about that part? Uh, be honest with you, TJ, probably not, and not for nothing, TJ. This is for not, not just any version of the WBA title, the WBA regular heavyweight title you can't find those <laughs> in the dumpster anywhere so and, and also also on this undercard tj uh, was supposed to be a fighter christopher lovejoy was supposed to be on the, on the opening foul of this fight card 
he posted on his Twitter this morning, TJ, that he's fighting in Mexico on the 30th. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know uh, if people are thinking it's the 30s. Wait a minute. I'm not Sherlock Holmes. I don't have the pipe. I don't have the magnifying glass and the ugly hat. But if one of the fighters who's supposed to be on the big undercard of this Don King show has already put out there that he ain't fighting in Hollywood, Florida, he's fighting in Mexico the same weekend uh, as this fight is supposed to be happening, that might be a significant clue, Marquise. He's going to miss the weigh-in, TJ. I don't know what's going to happen with all this. But yeah, this this Don King thing's a farce, and it, it's not. It's almost as bad as the. Post now you that he put said it kind of jokingly, but this is the truth. Has anybody actually seen or heard from Don King to know that he's around or know that he's promoting it? How do we know? Seriously. Honestly, TJ, I'm trying to find out if who actually is because he promoted this fight card on his webpage, DonKing.com, which is weird because that webpage was dormant for about eight months. And all of a sudden, the, the day wow. after we post a story at Big Fight Weekend, hey, there's a fight card coming up and there's a fight poster. There's a weird guy making a video about it, promoting it, talking about Tyson Holyfield too. you know, the bite night card, you know, all this weird stuff. And <laughs> the same as usual, no fight. Don King. Wow. All right. So you're staying on the case uh, right now. If we're talking about odds and odds making from our guys at sportsgamblingpodcast.com, I'll put it at about a hundred to one that there's a Don King fight of some kind on the 29th in Hollywood, Florida, and it's not looking good uh, no. for right now. Uh, it, he was such a charismatic figure in the seventies, eighties, and even into the nineties boxing always around and still around. What, what is he now? He's 80 years old, right? I mean, I know Aram is 88. Is, is Don King 81? Is that right? God no, I think almighty. he's 89, actually. He's 89? Good Lord. Yeah. Uh, how, old, how old am I at this point that those guys have lasted this long and are still in the sport, not just living, but still in the sport? All right, let's get to it before we wrap up here in a few moments. You wrote on BigFightWeekend.com as we plug away for people to find this and read it, but I'm going to cut to the chase. Five fights that you would like to see for this year. You led off with Devon, uh, with Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury uh, mm -hmm. in a third fight for the WBC heavyweight title. Uh, the best information that I had more than a month ago is that Wilder and his camp are still pursuing arbitration. They want the contract enforced. They believe Tyson Fury can't just walk away from it, that the pandemic had something to do with it. And so, therefore, there's a, a you know legitimate claim for the contract to still be extended because the contract supposedly said if the two did not fight by the end of October, either one could walk away. And that's why Fury wants to walk away and go fight Anthony Joshua, the unified champ over in the U.K. All right, Marquise, you, you wrote about this and said this is the number one fight you want to see this year. Do you believe it is even possible that that fight can happen uh, in 2021 before a Wilder Joshua, uh, before a Fury Joshua fight would happen. What about it? I really think TJ, and it's the one thing that I, I kind of question uh, uh, matchroom boxing promoter Eddie Hearn on, because he's always saying about this, this Joshua Fury fight, hey, we'll make this fight happen. Don't worry about it. If we have to remove all the belts, we will, you know, all, any the usual threats with, with, uh, with, with, with boxing promoters. And not for nothing, TJ, uh, this fight was for the all undisputed British heavyweight title, right? Kind of can't have that without the belts. So right. can't. <laughs> so I really believe TJ one way or another uh, Fury has to come through with this Wilder fight people are I don't think any court in America paper or not wise is going to sit here and be like well there was a pandemic that happened but you guys couldn't fight so we're just going to let it go like that's just not the case I still don't know we don't know the truth how healthy was Deontay Wilder in the fall and in the winter and how much did that factor into the delay and maybe that's an argument from Fury's side. We uh, we waited, 
And Fury, and Fury even came out and said this and revealed this. We have been waiting. We have been waiting. I have been training. I am in shape. And he will not fight me. So we're walking away. And they wanted to fight in December. Remember? Fury yes. and, and Bob Arum of top rank. Frank Warren of, of uh, Queensbury Promotions that's handled Fury his entire career over in the UK. They wanted to have a fight in the UK in December. Well, then that didn't happen. And now we're in limbo. And that tells me the contract stuff has taken back over. Who knows? Who knows where that stands, but that's at the top of your list. You rank that one ahead of everything else that you would want to see. Yes. Uh, you really want to see Edgar Berlanga against a much better competition, the guy that's got 16 pro fights, 16 first-round knockouts. The second thing you want to see in 2021 is have somebody with a legitimate shot, not just to make it out of the first round, that could maybe test him and could maybe hurt him, et cetera. Is it realistic that we're going to get that anytime soon, though? Uh, probably not knowing the way that they have it set up for him, but it would be nice. And I, it's kind of disheartening teaching because the name that they have floated around for Edgar Berlanga, like for the spin for and, and sometime in New York over the summer, whatever that all clears up up there. Good Lord is a uh, Gabe Rosado. And like, I don't know if people really didn't watch that <laughs> fight against Daniel Jacobs, but I haven't written that big fight weekend as the worst fight of the year. And there's not too much competition for second place on that. So I don't want to see that ever again. But I, I, I guess from a fight standpoint, people are looking for a guy to – the cliche, TJ, is you need to find a, for Berlinga a guy to get rounds in. Well, it's like, well, there's other people you can find at this point. I'm, I'm, I'm all for anybody else. And, again, Berlinga is a hard puncher. Uh, it, it, what is it, junior middleweight division, right? So he's in the, he's in the mix at 154. Uh, super middleweight. Uh, super middleweight. I'm sorry about that. Super middleweight uh, on that. He, 168, not 154. But so I don't know that he would ever be on the radar in 2021 for any of the belt holders. But if he was to fight a quality opponent and score a knockout, even if it's not in the first round, that could get him in the uh, in the mix for that. So maybe uh, Edgar Berlanga will uh, will wait and see if he gets a, a big time noteworthy opponent at some point in 2021. It's not happening anytime in the next, let's say, 60 days. Yeah. But we'll find out. Or maybe it could. Maybe I mean, maybe he signs up for somebody in March, let's say. Shouldn't completely rule that out. We'll see. Uh, because, again, when all of your fights are ending as first-round knockouts, it's not like you were very stressed by your fight and can't get right back in the ring a month or two later if you need to, yeah. if, that's, uh, if that's the case. All right, a couple more moments here with Marquise. You also like Josh Taylor uh, and Jose Luis Ramirez, Jose Ramirez, uh, to battle for the undisputed crown at 140. Taylor, when last we saw him, defeated Regis Progress uh, back in the fall of 2019. So he has been on over a one-year layoff. Ramirez won after that, unifying his version of the 140-pound junior welterweight championship, beating Maurice Hooker. Mm-hmm. All right, gauge it. One is no chance that it happens. Ten, it absolutely happens in 2021. Where does Josh Taylor, Jose Ramirez, undisputed battle at 140 come in on your number gauge of happening? A solid eight and a half, TJ. The Ooh, only thing that's in that the way high, of it. That high, huh? It's well, because the only thing that's in the way of it, because on, on Taylor's side, actually, I wanted to make, make backtrack as well. Uh, Taylor last year during the bubble faced a uh, Apun Kong song for his idea. Oh, that's editor, right. But, that's right. My but bad. It, was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was a minute 46 seconds. He, he, he missed nothing. It's okay. It's gone. But, Virtually uh, <laughs> forgettable against his IBF <laughs> mandatory. Thank yeah. you for correcting me. Yes. Yeah. Def- yeah. But so and the problem is that Ramirez still has Jake Catterall, who I think is not going to wait, wave his uh, step aside or anything for the WBO because he's the mandatory there so Ramirez has to face him and then they can face uh, Taylor for undisputed which is the 
in terms of undisputed bouts, TJ in boxing, it's the it's the big one. It's the only one. It's, it's kind of the only one that's available outside this uh this dream scenario of, of Fury Joshua. So, I really am looking forward to that, and that's why I think it's really going to be that high. Only so, Progress lost. It was a spirited fight, and and Taylor uh won the twelve round decision over in London. Taylor's a Scotsman. Is it as realistic? that Taylor and Progress could fight at some point in 2021, if not Ramirez? Or do you think there's less chance of a Taylor-Progress rematch than there is of an undisputed bout with Ramirez, let's say, fall or later of 2021? I think it's going to be less TJ Owen because currently uh, Progress is signed up on, on, I think it's just a one-fight uh, per, per DM deal with a, a premier boxing champions, guys. And uh, we all know who the side of the street boxing cliche is. And I really think uh, they're going to keep these belts in-house with top rank for the time being if they can. <laughs> That's a good point that you make. And, and again, Taylor and Ramirez are both under the same umbrella with matchroom boxing, DAZN, um, et cetera. So let's see how that goes for a possible uh, undisputed crown at 140. With that, we've really come to the end of this edition of the Big Fight Weekend podcast. I'm going to say one more time, I wish we had something specific yeah. to preview. It's just a rare lull last week and this week. We've got the Leo Fulton fight that we'll be previewing next week and hopefully some more that are coming down the pipeline, as I keep saying, that'll be more of note. But that doesn't mean there's not news. That doesn't mean that there's not updates. Uh, we also go back in time and look at uh, anniversaries of previous big-time fights or momentous occasions in boxing. We do all of that on BigFightWeekend.com, and we do our best to entertain you however we can on the podcast. Right, Marquise? Absolutely, TJ. And as always, guys, uh, check out the website, BigFightWeekend.com, your source for all things boxing news, past, present, and future. Uh, we'll keep an eye out on anything that breaks over the weekend. Uh, pretty much, uh, TJ, a couple, some of these Golden Boy cards may be in jeopardy. We mentioned earlier the uh, Kovalev card uh, uh, pretty much has all been wiped out now because Kovalev uh, can't stay clean. And the, the second fight that they had in February, I think they're mentioning uh, is going for a second test now. But uh, Jose Jojo Diaz is supposed to face uh, his mandatory uh, Israel Rachmaninoff, and and he caught COVID apparently, so he wow. could look for a second test on that. And I mean, you couldn't ask for a worse day for Golden Boy from these fight cards. TJ, these, these are the only two cards they had set up, and these two are being shot down in flames. Luckily for the second one, TJ, the the, the, the main event I think still is Brian Castano and Patrick Teixeira for the WBO 154 belt. So that fight card still may survive uh, going on. But we'll keep up with all of that at BigFightWeekend.com for anything news wise. Again, follow Marquise at Week Sauce Radio. Follow us at Big Fight Weekend as well. Week Sauce, uh, we we I wish we had fights. We do not really for this weekend as I keep belaboring. We will persevere on with the news and the info. We'll be back around this time next weekend previewing uh, Fulton and Leo in a world title fight in the uh, Connecticut Mohegan Sun Casino in the bubble on Showtime for the WBO Super Bantamweight Championship. I look forward to that. For now, keep rocking with the website. Thank you for hanging with me on the podcast here, my friend. We did we did as best we could with what we have, and I think it was pretty good stuff. It's not bad, TJ. And I, I will admit, guys, this is the last time we'll have a, one of these boxing bye weeks. The bye weeks are over. Time's up. And we will have fights going on starting next week. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, the good news is even with the COVID-19 pandemic, boxing has found a way with the bubble circumstances to be able to have the fights. And so more of them are coming, uh, coming along the way. And that's a good thing. For now, we are done. Again, subscribe to the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. We'll grab it. Thank you to our friends at Sports Gambling Podcast, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. As, uh, as the bigger fights are here, we're all about the previews on Big Fight Weekend. For Marquise Johns, I'm merely TJ Reeves. We're done for now on Big Fight Weekend. Bye.